Basketball started all the way back in 1891 by the good Dr. James Naismith, and its history has created numerous stories along the way, from peach baskets to the worldwide game we know today. Welcome to our little storytelling podcast. See you on the court will give you time to listen, learn, and take part in everything that makes this game great. Stay to hear from players and coaches, get recruiting advice, and basketball history while finding out the joy this game brings people through their toughest times and their best times. See you on the court is excited to bring you along this great basketball journey. Throughout this podcast, you'll find out basketball really is a way of life for us and many more. Hi guys, this is your host, Dewan Marrero. Happy Wednesday. Joining me this week is Brecken Hazen, who is a former Indy Heat player. He currently plays for the men's basketball team at Ball State University. Brecken comes on the podcast and opens up and shares how he crossed paths with Jim Rats, his journey deciding which universities were best for him, and also shares his journey overcoming injuries and how he was able to persevere through them. Also, if you guys want to tune in visually to this episode, our YouTube channel is Indie Heat Gym Rats. The link to our YouTube channel will be in the episode description below. Hope you all enjoy this episode. Bracken Hazen, finally got you on the Gym Rats podcast, bro. How's everything going your way? It's going well. Not uh, Nothing to complain about right now. I mean, especially in times like this, but you know, what's, what's been going on? Like, obviously it's a global pandemic and I know you're at Ball State. Have you guys been able to like work out or anything like that? I mean, it's, it was, it was, it's been crazy. No, we're not home or not at Ball State. I'm, I'm here in home. Uh, We were sent home the day we were supposed to play our first conference game, our first conference tournament game. It was it was the weirdest day of my life, to say the least, for sure. If you, what you was the, me what the meeting like? Yeah, what was the meeting like? Like, yeah, did so, they tell you, like, hey, guys, you guys got to just go home? Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> uh, no, we had our shoot around the day. I think we were playing on a Friday or uh-huh. a Thursday. It doesn't matter. Uh, we had our shoot around in the morning. And it, there was always, like, the day, night before, you know, the NBA, like, shut down pretty much. And so we were watching that and the Big Ten tournament, there was talks like, we, I mean, everyone's got Twitter. We were following along on right. Twitter, just sure. hearing how crazy everything was. And so shoot around was weird. Everybody had the feeling that it wasn't like the game wasn't going to happen, but we were still going through everything. We, we came back to the hotel and we had a film session. And after the film session, our AD walks in and says, our game's getting pushed back an hour. So we were supposed wow. to schedule. We were supposed to play at nine anyway, which is late. Yeah, so it's and like ten we o'clock. Play at ten. Yeah, and so yeah. we were like, "It's it's not happening because I think Ivy Ivy League shut down. Obviously, they were the first one to like shut everything down, and then uh, Big Ten and SEC had made it so no fans were in or something like that. And so we were like, "It's it's not happening." Man. And then the AD direct, uh, the AD comes, our AD comes in and says, uh, we're going to test everybody and test like your temperature and that sort of thing before we start. That, so that's where we ended our film session. And they're like, go back to your room and just kind of chill out. Like it's, Dude, that's crazy. Did, and have then, you ever imagined, oh, no, keep going. 
I mean, we were just kept everyone in our our team was just refreshing Twitter, refreshing Twitter, (laughs) looking at the Mac Mac Twitter account, and finally it was Mac gets canceled, and we were like, okay, so what's going to happen now? We get another meeting, and it's sorry the season had to end like this. Seniors sucks, but uh, pack your stuff. We're heading back to Muncie, so we left Cleveland basically an hour and a half after it got canceled and we just bust back to back to Muncie. And, that's that's I mean, crazy. Yeah. And, and have you ever imagined had, not like no like March madness? It, it was weird. I mean, we, our team was, was like in the regular season standings. And so we, we were playing really well at the end of the season. We all had the confidence level that we're winning this tournament and going to the NCAA right. tournament. And so it, it sucked. I mean, because, I mean, we, we had three really good seniors that were, you know, playing extremely well for us. And, like, the whole team was clicking. So, I mean, we, we were all devastated and just it, – it was so eerie. It was just a weird, weird day. Because, like, all the teams were basically packing up their buses at the same time and just shipping off back to their, their home base. And it, it was crazy. Man, I, I, I can't imagine, Bracken, especially – like during this pandemic, like I went to Dick Sporting Goods yesterday just to get an ab roller. <laughs> Dude, I went, to, I went there too. And it was yeah, just yeah. weird. It's just weird. That was like that was like my way of going to the mall because yeah. I hear music, but then everyone has their mask on. So I'm like, do I put my mask on too? So it was it was really weird. Um right. No, I told I told my fiance, I went with my fiance, and it was just like I I was like, I feel like I'm breaking it's just he's there or at least when i went there it was it was basically empty and i there's an employee with a mask and i was like are, are we allowed to go in now he's like oh yeah right. go ahead shop around i was like i'm just gonna get my item and leave I was like, I don't yeah it's, it's weird you know, right it's, it's really weird they're like we don't have like dumbbells yeah you know everything was like sold out i really wanted a peloton yeah. you know because i'm like i don't know when i'll be able to go back to the gym yeah um in the west coast in la it's like mm-hmm. three months extended Really? So yeah. So their summer's canceled, for sure. Yeah, I mean, um, right now we're still kind of holding out. We we have weekly Zoom meetings with the team and everything just to stay connected. And our our coach is pretty, pretty like we were supposed to go back May twenty fourth, and he's like, "That's not gonna happen." What do you, What do you think about all these Zoom calls? Like like conversations like this are the norm. Because, like, if we were talking in person, it's just a completely different feel. I mean, you don't get that personal aspect pretty much. I mean, you know, it's different It's different dynamics when you're in person. But, I mean, when I first started these Zoom meetings, you know, no one no one really did Zoom meetings. You saw, like, Cisco commercials, like, oh, if you're talking to somebody across the world, you can do this. But now I'm talking right. to people that are an hour away from me or 45 minutes away from me. And it's just like – it sucks. I'm a, I'm a people person. I love being around people. And so I miss my team. I want to be around my yeah. team and around the guys. But I mean, definitely everyone's forced to, you know, learn how to use technology. I mean, it's, yeah. But thank goodness we have this, this tool because I don't know what I would do without it. Yeah. For sure. I'm, I'm scrolling all the time on Twitter, Instagram, refreshing the page, Facebook, yeah. and everyone has the same content. I'm watching the last dance and people are just, reminiscing 30 years ago because we have nothing currently to talk about mm-hmm. what have you i saw you went to arkansas um yeah. how how is that ex- like 
what went into that decision? Because for me, like Indiana, I always believe that Indiana kids should stay in Indiana or the region. So it's always an yeah. interesting story when someone goes that far out. So what was what all went into that decision? I had an ego. I had a huge ego back in high school. Okay. And I, it's, um, I, I mean, everybody was telling me, not, I'm not blaming anybody. Like I, sure. I, mean, I, I, had, I had confidence in myself that I could play at a at a higher major. And uh, Indiana, Purdue didn't didn't recruit me or anything like that. Mm -hmm. Notre Dame, any none of the high major Indiana schools recruited me. And, and, and I grew up, it's weird. I grew up in a family that like our world didn't revolve around sports. So like I had no pressure from my parents to like, you know, same here. They, they always told me like, you can, you don't have to do basketball if you don't want to. Like my dad was, a, we'll still was love a you. Like, yeah, exactly. So like, I never <laughs> felt pressure from them, which is great. And uh, yeah. So like, and like I said, we didn't grow up huge sports fans. Like my anybody around here is either Purdue or IU basketball fan. And like we like watching sports, but we never were diehard fans. So I never felt like personally attacked if IU or Purdue didn't recruit. Oh. There was no issue with that. But um, yeah, like I said, I had an ego. I wanted to go high major. I thought, you know, I was ready to play at that level and that sort of thing. And selfishly, I was like, I think I'll challenge myself a little more if I go to Arkansas. And uh, so I went to Arkansas. I went on a recruit, my official visit, and I was stupid and committed right on the spot. I uh, didn't go home and take time to think about it. I got uh, a little persuaded by that. But I loved my experience at, at Arkansas. I mean, it, it was it was so, so fun. I, I hear the campus really is really dope. Oh, it's sick. It's super, it's, it's a tough one to walk around though. Cause it's on the top of a hill and like mm. my, my dorms were luckily on top of the hill, but all the athletic facilities are at the bottom. So after practices, I was trying to bum rides for my teammates who had cars just to get me up that hill. But um, no, I loved, I loved every aspect of, of being at Arkansas. I mean, the coaches were great. Teammates were great. Experience was awesome. I mean, being down South is, is awesome. I'm Fayetteville, the area where Arkansas University is right um it was it was great but um the reason I decided to actually transfer was you know I, I after being in the program I was like I don't think my style is gonna the way that I want to play or whatever isn't really gonna fit here very well and I knew and I saw guys ahead of me and I was like they're probably gonna play ahead of me the rest of my time here right whatever like that and so and plus, I'm a homebody. Like I said, I love being around my family. And I was like, I'd rather go closer to home. And this ball state, I feel bad for the way that I like. I actually kind of just shoved off ball state to the side. Honestly, they've been, they were with me the whole entire time. Uh, I don't know if you know this, but I actually committed to UCF first before Arkansas. A lot I, of people I, don't I saw, know that. Yeah, I, I was trying to look so for like, articles. I, yeah. Yeah. I was I, like, I committed I to find that much. Central Florida. I committed to Central Florida. Then their coach got fired. And I was like, I don't want to go there. John, Don, Donnie, what's his name? Johnny Dawkins was, became the coach. Yeah. And okay. I didn't have a relationship with him. So I decommitted, then went to Arkansas. But uh, so I kind of have had a weird path. Ball State, but they stuck with me after I decommitted from UCF, and it was down to Arkansas and Ball State, and I still chose Arkansas. So when I decided to transfer, 
I knew in my head I wanted to go right to Ball State, but I was honestly like nervous that they weren't going to want me. Like, no, you didn't want to be with us right away. We don't want to be with you. But but I had but Wit had Wit came to like a ton of my AAU games, went to a bunch of my high school games, and so I had built a relationship with him before I even got there, and uh, he still accepted me with open arms, which was awesome. And so I landed there in second semester or second summer session i'm sorry and uh just went from there but it was it was a roller coaster i i love where i'm at i mean my coaches the teammates everything like that it's it's awesome being being back in indiana do you tell kids now that's coming under you like hey kid like you got to go where you love like i've been through the grind and i've been through the experience like I played at the highest level in grassroots. I was a top 50 in the country in my position. Don't go there. But do you see social media plays a big factor that in that in like kids decisions right now? Huge. Everybody wants that, that graphic of how many like high major offers they have. Everybody wants that. Like, and and I, I was never like that person, but deep in my, I wouldn't at least verbally say it deep down. I was like, I want to go to the high major. And I, everybody told me exactly what you said. Go where you're going to be wanted, needed, and you're going to play. And I just brushed it off like I'll work my way into that position. And, and, and everybody – like there's different stories. This is just my, my personal opinion. Like it's way more fun to play than, than sitting on the bench. I mean – No, no doubt. So like go where you're going to play. And – I had an Instagram takeover on the Ball State page, and one of the kids asked, like, what's your biggest regret out of, like, high school recruitment? And and I said, not going where I was going to be needed, pretty much. Ball State had a had a need, and I just – my ego took over, and, uh, yeah. The, I mean, the, I egos, just, the egos is uh, something in life you would know that you have to humble yourself yep. to really be successful in the next stage of your life. Dad Mata, my freshman year, um, mm-hmm. told me, he said, hey, Rico, when I tell kids who come on a campus, even if they don't pick Ohio State, you should want to wake up every morning in your dorm happy to be here. And that stuck with me. And I was like, when I was at DePaul and I wasn't playing and I tore my ACL and I was waking up and that message resonated with me at that time. I said, man, I'm going to have to make adjustments. Um, And so I definitely feel you. And a lot of of players in Indiana look for the big name because, like I said, social media, the likes, the comments, the kids are putting the top five schools they should go to. And that they're getting influenced by that dude. And I'll be like, that's not – you're in for a rude awakening going somewhere where you're not needed. Yeah. Um, Yeah, for sure. When you were in college, obviously, before that – he was playing with gym rats. How did you cross paths with Jared and Jamal and just the whole yeah. gym rats organization? It's, it's, it's a, it's not that weird story. I mean, I grew up, uh, I was playing on like a little Hoosier select Wolfpack team with uh, my high school and my coach and Jared had uh Jared's head coach in high school were really close with um, Benedict, which that might not be any good. No, but my high school coach. And so they just 
Benedict said, come, Jared, come watch Bracken player. And we got a couple guys that you might be interested in. And uh, after one of the games, Jared went up to my parents and was like, hey, we think Bracken would be a good fit for gym rats or speech in the heat. And we'd like to kind of have him come to a workout and, you know, basically try out. And uh, the way Jared tells it is my parents were skeptical. My mom was right. like, yeah, I mean, well, it's Jared. Bracken? Right. Yeah. Went Bracken? <laughs> Did you just watch him play? That's just the type of person my mom is. I like to describe my mom as like one of those little kids that is not scared to like tell you how you look. Yeah. She's pretty straightforward. Tells it on and truthfully. Exactly. And so I, uh, they, the, my parents came back and said, Hey, there's this opportunity. We think you should take it. And I was skeptical myself. I was like, I don't know if I'm able to play at that level. Uh, Cause I think I was in seventh grade at the time and they were taught, it was at the end of my seventh grade year or whatever. And they were like going into your eighth grade. I think you should look and go to this tryout and this workout. And I reluctantly, re- reluctantly went. And after I went, I, I was like, those kids are good. Like they, it was a different level that I had never experienced up until that point. And I, I wasn't scared. I was like more excited than anything. I was like, okay, this is the level of competition that I think is going to challenge me and that I want to be around. And so I got selected to be on the eighth grade. What is it? Indie heat team. And yeah. uh, that was one of the best choices I've I've made at that age for sure it was it wasn't even close I I had so much fun being with those kids I mean I was on the team I was on the team with uh with Biggie Caleb Swanigan he was on there for like three games and then they moved him up <laughs> uh, but uh there's like Reggie Thar, VJ Blackman all these all these local kids that you know I knew of and like had seen them play at, at the field house but and, and it was and it was just a blast being being a part of that team. But uh, it was really, really cool because the – what is it? The 17U team, which is, like, the oldest team, that was, like, yeah. Juwan, uh, or, uh Trey Lyles, James Blackman, uh, Jaquan Lyles, all these dudes that are, are like, legends pretty much of, of the yeah. – Jim Rats team and I got to watch them pretty much every weekend like had a front row seat it was, it was just great basketball um yeah I, I was also one of those kids that my parents kind of taught me like if you start something you're not going to quit it and true so there there were definitely weekends where I was like I'm not I don't belong here I mean it wasn't yeah. just smooth as one for me during a game or weekend and I was like, I'd rather just go back to who's your select and, you know, be the best one on the floor for the weekend. And they're like, you know, that's not going to stretch you. That's not going to grow you. And so I pushed through it, ended up being with Indy Heat the rest of my AAU career. And it was the relationships I've, I've built have, have been awesome. I mean, I'm still in contact with Jamal, with Jared, that sort of thing. I'm, I'm super, super thankful for like all that they've done for me because they, they definitely helped push me to get to where I'm at right now. For sure. You played, you played on a UIBL circuit too. Yeah. I yeah. played there for, I think it was one year, maybe two. No, just one year. I was just on it one, one year. year. Yeah. How, how was that experience though? Like it's sick. It's like a whole different. It, that was, league. that was eye opening for sure. I mean, I, I've, oh man, 
Uh, I don't know if you know Kyle Mallers. He's a Carroll okay. kid, played at Ball State. Okay. Um, I was on I'll, he team for three years, and uh, our first first experience at EYBL was pretty eye opening. I mean, we love telling the story about how. Uh, oh, Kyle's claim to fame is that he had his uh-huh. best AU game ever against Jason Tatum and that he held Jason Tatum to like 20 points. He's like, nice. I held like an NBA, an NBA all-star to 20 points in the AU game. Yeah. So that's funny. But uh, no, I, uh, I I got my fair share of posters. Not me dunking it, but me getting dunked on that. You, for sure. but, but you have opposite though. Like CJ Walker threw you a lot of alley-oops and you yeah. caught a lot of tip dunks. So I'm going to give yeah, you your flowers. Yeah, that was post back. That was post back injury bracket for sure. I mean, okay. I I uh, I get made fun of by by Kyle, who's seen me in my prime, <laughs> back in my prime when I could actually yeah. leap a little bit. What's so. uh? What how's I tore my ACL and that's yeah. grueling. My mm-hmm. freshman year, doing rehab twice a day, getting into it with the physician. I don't want to be yeah. here. Yeah. What what was that injury process like for you? Because you had you had a couple. I, yeah, I had, so I have what's called a par fracture and there's this little crack on the bone that sticks out um, on your spine. I had that my freshman year of high school and that actually, back then I was still growing. So the doctor was like, don't do anything. And so I had to sit out my freshman year of high school. And that was hard for me because I was like, I was able to do summer workouts and everything, but it was like day one of practice that I found out don't do anything. And so I was like basically on varsity and our team was poised to go to state, make a state run. But uh, so I had to sit out then and that was tough. That was the first injury I'd ever really had where I had to sit out and couldn't do anything. And as a freshman, you know, I, I mean, I'm at the discretion of my parents. And so, uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Obey them, listen to them, even though I didn't want to, but getting back to more in like, more advanced level like at the college level I got I was injured so I my after my redshirt year and so I had no pay no problem at all my redshirt year I was able to practice the whole entire season Uh, and then going into my sophomore redshirt sophomore year I got into I think what is it five games and we were there was a game at IUPUI and first half after the first half I wasn't able to walk because of my back it was seizing up so bad and so I went to the uh doctor the physician he was like park fracture on the complete other side on the other side of where I had my previous injury and so I had to sit out uh until there were about seven six games left again and definitely because I mean mentally I had prepared myself to play a full season up until I got injured and you know I I was playing pretty decent until those like those first six games and having fun having a blast being with all the guys playing out there and so having to sit out wasn't fun I mean no one likes to be injured but it was one of those a back injury it's where you can't do anything like I wasn't able to stand up or like oh. like jog or anything. I couldn't I couldn't do anything. I wasn't really able to wow. lift that much, and so mentally I could just like just feel myself, you know, losing any conditioning that I had, any skill that I had, and so 
I mean, luckily I had really good coaches that were encouraging and didn't just forget about me. I know I hear horror stories where like if you get injured, like you just completely feel like you're alone and no one really cares. But my, my coaches, my, my coaches were right there checking in with me every single day, asking how treatment was going, asking how they could help me. So I got really lucky with that. And uh, yeah, so in, in, injuries aren't fun. They're never, never fun. No. It's, it's not. My, my coach, Oliver Purnell, when I was at DePaul, he over-recruited me when I got injured. Uh, he brought in the kid who was from the hometown, and uh, he was in my position. He had played at University of Illinois, coming from yeah. the Big Ten in my position. I mean, you know the answer. My playing time, the possibility if I recover, and I recovered in 10 months, yeah. and I hit rock bottom once I saw this kid was coming in my position, cause I know the business and, mm -hmm. and Jared influenced me to go to Juco yeah, yeah. and my confidence was at the lowest because <laughs> yeah. I'm playing in the EYBL and the in grassroots, the highest level, AJ mm -hmm. Hammonds, Kellen Dunham's, the Rayfield Davis is like, I'm with all the top players in the country and I'm in Juco. No. And I play for speech, like speech kids. We don't go to Juco, but that's the ego, you know, the ego, has to leave and and that's when i found my home in moorhead state in kentucky mm -hmm. yeah. best decision i've ever made and then i mm -hmm. keep the the photo right here because the love i get there and being from indiana my head coach was from indiana he was from my neighborhood yeah. so it was a blessing and the ego mm -hmm. when you hurt your confidence but i i go back though thankful for my core team bracket and that's yeah. why i was super happy uh, when we selected you to come on and just share your journey, bro, because this is a story that a lot of us here in the Indiana itself can relate to and outside of Indiana. Yeah. yeah I mean, there's a, there's a ton of good mid major schools around this in yeah. Indiana, around this, like this state that are dying for players from Indiana. I mean, you hear uh, um, Belmont, Belmont was one of the schools that kind of recruited me, never offered me, but they recruited me. They had like, Nine of their 13 kids were from Indiana. They were in my conference, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, you see, players from Indiana are, are, like, sought out from other people. So – or from other programs. And uh, that you shouldn't you shouldn't be scared. Sorry, someone's calling No, me. no, you're fine. My brother. Um, my brother. I, know, I know you're on – I know you're on uh, go bracket. Um who who are the people that really like shaped you to be the person you are today? Who would you give that credit to? I mean, you've been through hell and back. Yeah, <laughs> I, I I've had some great parents. My parent, I, my parents shaped me into who I am. I, I give all the credit to them. Um, I've also had like my high school coach. I mentioned him. He he was the first coach that wasn't afraid to like yell at me. He was the first. There you go. <laughs> I grew up in a, in a family where we watched our language. We were nice to each other. You're going to treat each other with respect. There this high go. school coach was the first one to like cuss me out. And, oh. you know, he, he, he just taught me how to toughen up pretty much and, and take criticism. And so I give a lot of credit to Chris Benedict. And then, you know, all the, all the guys at, at Spies, you know, Jamal and, and, and uh, Jared, tons of workouts with them. I mean, I remember one time, uh, Jared was always setting up workouts, and we normally have some uh, some runs at at uh, what's it, um, 
McKellen Park or whatever where the Fort okay. and Matt Ants work out. Okay. And uh, he, he told pickup game going on there. He's like, be there at this time. And I had a girlfriend, and this is in high school. I think I'm a junior, and I don't show up. I text him, like, not going to make it. And he says, he ends up, he calls me and says, get your butt over here and ditch your girlfriend. You're going to get better today. And he, he's, he's been on my butt about, you know, just continuing to push myself, that sort of thing. And having confidence that I, you know, can be good if you just put your mind to it pretty yeah. much, you know, have the work ethic. So, yeah, my parents, coaches, these, these guys that, you know, have shaped me and made a big influence on my life for sure. Well, man, I appreciate you just sharing that and, and giving the gym rats audience just your journey. You know what I mean? Like I said, your story resonates with so many people. Like he went at the high major, it didn't work out. And we talked about the ego and how the ego can get in the way in your journey. So I'm rooting for you, bro. And, and thank you so yeah. much just for coming on a podcast, bro. No, I appreciate it. Thanks for, thanks for the invite. What's up, guys? We are back. Hope you all enjoyed this episode with Brecken Hazen. Brecken is one of a kind, and we appreciate Brecken coming on the Gym Rats podcast to share his journey and give some insight about what life is like going through multiple schools and persevering through injuries. You guys, do not forget to tune in every Tuesdays and Thursdays. We are doing virtual trainings. You will be able to follow our social media account listed in the episode description to tune in. And do not forget to hit subscribe and leave a review. Stay tuned for next Wednesday, guys.